you need a social media break because of the time that it is sucking out of your life. And while you can't ever get that time back, you can't, I can't get that year and three months back of my life either. My hope is that by creating some separation and making it maybe a little bit smaller in your life, that you can free up some time that you desperately need to invest in some meaningful life-giving and eternally relevant activities. Welcome to the Intertwined Life Podcast. I am your host, Jenny Zentz. I am a wife and a mom on a mission. I've got a passion to help women discover practical ways to apply the power of God's word to our everyday stuff. I truly believe that our walks with the Lord should be seamlessly intertwined with our everyday lives. It should affect every move we make and every breath we take. So come on, let's do life together. You've got this, cause he's got you. Do you ever find yourself overwhelmed by the constant pull of social media? If you've ever wondered if you could possibly take a social media break, this episode is for you. My friend Sandy Cooper is back. This is my very first three-peat. I'm so excited to have her back. Um, you can probably tell from if you've listened to the other episodes with Sandy, we could talk all day and sometimes we almost do, but we've edited out as much as we can. And she is here to help give us the tools, the stats, and the encouragement we need to step away from social media, whether for a season or for a lifetime. And I know that in this episode, you are going to find the tools and the inspiration to join a movement of women that Sandy is leading this charge to help us learn to live full, focused, and free outside of these platforms as we make social media small in our lives. Stay tuned. Do not miss the end of this episode where she talks about a big challenge that she's leading to help us do that starting November 1st. Let's go into this holiday season and this season of Advent refreshed and focused and not feeling bound by social media. I don't know about you guys. Some people, maybe it's no thing, but I just, I don't feel good when I'm on it. And it just feels like such a time suck. And yet for some of us, whether it's connecting with friends or promoting content that we're creating, we feel like it's this necessary evil. I think you are going to love this episode and I cannot wait for you to hear what Sandy is doing and the mission that God has her on right now to help women around the world, make social media small so we can make our lives so much more full. All right, guys, enjoy this show. Miss Sandy Cooper, Miss Balanced Mom. I actually just recorded an episode this morning. I was recording an episode that was supposed to have aired at 5 a.m. and I was recording it at like 11 because (laughs) mom life happens. And it was all about that. Like sometimes you got to choose one thing over the other. And I think that's going to segue really well into your new, your new mission. And I want to hear, tell our people, what is it that you are really launching into right now? What's that passion that God's put on your heart? Cause I'm excited about it. Yes. Thank you. Well, I appreciate you um, allowing me back on your podcast because I love being here and I love you. And Mm -hmm. so it's a real honor to just be here. So I just want to say that. um, It's fun. Yeah. So, well, let me start with telling you a little bit about how I got here, because I think that will lay the foundation to what I'm sharing. So first of all, I just want to say, before I say anything else, because I'm going to talk about social media, 
but I want to make it really clear to everyone that I'm not anti-tech. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because I do, um, I use a smartphone. I have a podcast. I have a website. I use GPS. (laughs) Yeah. You're not going off grid. That's not the point. (laughs) I am not. I love my weather app. In fact, we were just talking about the weather and Mm -hmm. it's like not storming for the first time in forever. And so, but I know that only because I use my weather app. Um, but, but social media is something that, um, that I was also fully immersed in. Okay. Beginning in night in, uh, I was going to say 19 something. It doesn't matter. <laughs> no, like that was, invented <laughs> I invented the internet. That's what I wanted to share today. <laughs> breaking news. Breaking, breaking news. news. Sandy Cooper invited, inv- invited, invented the internet. No, I was fully immersed in the internet beginning in 2008. Yeah. Okay. Which was the same year that I had started a blog. And so I joined Facebook. Um, it was a newish platform at the time. It was available. It became available to like people like us who were, well, I was out of college by then. And oh, I was totally out of college by then. Yeah. Okay, good. I wasn't totally. sure. You, you're so youthful looking. <laughs> oh no, I was out. That's right. I, I did, And I just want to say for everyone who's listening and can't see me, I'm so highly filtered that you would be shocked that I was also out of college. Because <laughs> she looks like my younger sister. <laughs> I did. I look like a baby, like no wrinkles at all. Anyways. Okay. So from the first day that I joined Facebook, um, I realized that it was amazing. Okay. So I, I was shocked. I remember the very first day I got on, I saw my actual real friends from church and they were talking and they were like bantering and they're funny. And I thought, oh my gosh, this is hanging out without me. (laughs) Yes. And so I felt like I was in this party when that, Uh but now like I'm hosting the party, like, oh, this is my party. And so I went and looked literally for every single person I had ever known. Like I started looking for my childhood friends. I looked for every single person that I was friends with in high school. I looked for all my family members. I mean, every single person. And I started building from there. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't long because like I said, I'd started my blog the same year. I realized that I could also share what I was sharing. You know, what I was writing on my blog, I could share it on Facebook. And then those people would also, they become my readers and then they would share it. And so, you know, that was a really powerful tool at the time. And it was powerful for me. I, I had a lot of posts, um, get a lot of traction. I had one go viral. Um, and, and so because of that publishers and, um, and literary agents and that sort of thing, people in the industry took note of that, Mm -hmm. not necessarily with me, but with writers in general. And, Mm -hmm. and so it then became the metric that they used to decide if they were going to offer you contracts, if they were going to work with you at all. And so, so by about 2016, which was, you know, I mean, we're talking now eight years later. Um, I, I have Facebook, I have Twitter, I have Pinterest, I have Instagram, and it is taking up a tremendous amount of my time because I am doing all those things with my friends that I talked about. I am now treating it very seriously, trying to understand how to grow what is now, it actually has a word, it's called platform, which, you know, is a new invention. Yeah, it's like my job now. And I, two of my kids are now at this point old enough to have their own social media accounts. Mm -hmm. So I'm monitoring them as well. And so I, by that time, I, I mean, I don't really know how much time a day I was spending on those platforms, but I would guess that it was anywhere between four and six hours per day. 
And that's um, not counting the mental energy of preparing to get on the platform to yeah. post, right? You're yeah. like formulating all the yeah. time. I'm talking like literally just the amount that I'm in front of the screen. Mm -hmm. And so, so all of that contributed to what is, what I now understand is just a certifiable, completely undeniable social media addiction. Okay. Mm -hmm. And, and at that point, I think a lot of people were feeling that pressure. And so, you know, there were all kinds of, um, suggestions. I mean, if you looked around the internet at all about taking social media breaks, there were a lot of, a lot of people suggested, you know, ways to set good, healthy boundaries around your time there. Mm -hmm. And so I started doing all those things, you know, like everyone I started, you know, okay, I'm going to get off during the weekends, or I'm going to um, take Lent off, or I'm going to be off during, you know, Advent, or I'm going to, I remember one time I just took the month of July off or, you know, whatever, if during various times I would just take breaks like everyone else. But every time I would take a break, I was gripped with fear. Yeah. And I was so afraid that first of all, I would lose touch with all these people that I had reconnected with. Um, a lot of my family, it was the only way I was in touch with them because I've never lived close to my family since I got married, we moved away. And I was of course monitoring my older kids, like I said. Um, and I think the biggest fear for me was um, walking away from what I felt like God had given me as an audience Yes, to share, you know, what I felt like he would given me to write. Yes. And, and it felt really irresponsible of me. Like I wasn't being a good steward of Not what doing your due had. diligence is yes. how I've always felt about it. Yes, absolutely. That's exactly. yes. Absolutely. And so I felt trapped. Like that is exactly yeah. how I felt. Like there was, I just felt like there was no choice, but to remain on here, even though I felt like it wasn't good for me, but I wasn't sure why I didn't feel like it wasn't good for me, but I thought this doesn't feel good for me. It's like so you're reading my mind. Yes. You're like reading my mind. You're saying the things that I have felt for years. And thanks to you and your prompting, I've really stepped away the last several months as I've started to watch your message go forward, but I've gone ups and downs, but it's the exact same thing. It's like, yes. but if this is the opportunity to right. grow and reach more people with the message the Lord's given me, then isn't it my due diligence to, I mean, I know he can make it grow and he yes. can reach whoever he wants and make whatever he wants happen with it. But if I have this to do, then I shouldn't, I at least do what I can do. Right. The Lord does what I can't do. Like, isn't that something we say a lot? Right. And I felt like an obligation to do my part. And, yep. but yet I've sick to my stomach, hating it. Hating it hating every it. time. Yeah. I can remember saying like, and I have pages and pages written in my journal about this because I would like always be praying to the Lord about it and writing it out. Mm -hmm. And I would, I, the question I was asking God was, okay, every job has sucky parts. Is this a sucky <laughs> part of my job? <laughs> like, yeah, so, you know, I mean, it's a like, necessary suck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so, yeah. so, okay. So fast forward to September, 2019, I, I needed time to write a book. I was, I, it was my second book. I did not have the margin in my life to sit down and write an entire book. And so I looked at my social media time and I realized by that point, I had already shrunk it down to two hours a day, mm -hmm. which seemed like not yeah. very much at the time, but still was two hours a day. I could use some for something else. And so I thought, okay, if I just take this two hours a day, and combine it with, this was also a unique year that uh, one of my kids was driving to school, which meant I didn't have the carpool circuit to do mm -hmm. that year. So that would give me then four hours a day 
that I was, that I would only have for this one season and I'll just write my book. So I, I decided, and I went against every piece of advice that I was getting. I'm, I'm in a paid writing group. Um, no one in that paid writing group who is in charge of the group thought that was a good idea for me mm-hmm. to step away for an, I, I said, I'm going to take a whole year off mm. and I'm going to write this book. And and I was like, okay, I'm going to do it. So on September 11th, 2019, I did an exit post and I logged off. I came back, not September 11th, 2020, because I wasn't ready to come back. <laughs> I waited three more months because I just, the thought of getting back on, I was like, I had gotten a taste of what it felt like to not be on. And I thought, this is really nice. Mm-hmm. But again, I, I, it had very mixed feelings because when, when that time was up, I thought, okay, during that time, I ha- I now have this book that I have birthed and I'm ready to get out into the world. I had relocated my whole family. Of course, we're in the middle of the pandemic at this point. And so that's the only way people are communicating. And mm-hmm. I had missed all of that, which, you know, on one hand, yay. And on the other <laughs> hand, I like, it was the only way people were communicating. And so, yeah. you know, I felt, I felt somewhat disconnected. Um, I was excited to reconnect. And at the same time, I felt sick to my stomach, like dread about getting back on. And so I I thought, okay, new boundaries, new you, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. we're going to, we're going to go in with a whole new, fresh perspective, new set of rules, and I'm going to stick with it. So I get back in and, you know, at first it's always fine when, when you first come back, but after a while I thought, okay, I just noticed, first of all, something had really shifted in social media over that year. Yeah. Yeah. And I missed the transition. And so (laughs) for someone who had been completely off and then got back on, I was like, whoa, what happened to people? Like they've Mm. lost their ever loving minds. (laughs) So that was my first observation. Mm -hmm. Um, But my second observation was that, you know what? I really don't like it here. Like I, there's gotta be another way. I'm looking for a path out. Like I'm trying to find, so I start Googling like everything I like authors who are not on social media, people who leave social media for good. Cause I was looking for permission or for like a pathway or something. Mm -hmm. So I, I went ahead and figured out, and and this was a big, huge thing for me is I thought, okay, if I like, I wonder how much time I've spent on social media, like total, Mm. even if I just say like two hours a day, and not even counting like those years that I was spending longer than that. But if I just say two years a day, beginning in 2008, I figured out that I had spent ironically a year and three months, which was the exact same amount of time that I had taken that break. And so I had, I had spent a year year and three months. months. Yes. Mm. I mean, on social media, but then I, when I took that year and three months off, I realized like what, the magnitude of that time, like the yeah. life that I had lived in that time was massive yes. without social media. Yes. Without social media. Yeah. And so I just started Ugh. taking it to, I mean, I, would, I continued to take it to God. I didn't start to, I had been taking it mm-hmm. to God, but this became a really serious matter of prayer at that point. And so I, I asked the Lord multiple times, like, okay, should I get off? Do I have to stay on? Like what, just please just tell me what to do because I'm the person who just needs direction. God, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. And sometimes God doesn't give us an answer like that. You yeah. know, sometimes God just invites us into 
Mm -hmm. closer relationship with him. Uh, he just invites us into the mystery of it. Like he, sometimes he just wants us to make a decision and see what happens. I mean, I honor really, him as we go. Yeah. Yep, exactly. And so what I heard, what I heard from him was not uh, thus saith the Lord, get thee off of social media. I wish I would, I wish he would have said <laughs> I wish, that. And then this, <laughs> right this would be so easy. And... <laughs> That's right. And I would just go in on all the podcasts and say, I invented the internet and, <laughs> and God said the Lord. <laughs> but that is not what happened. <laughs> I felt like, I felt like God said to me, you, you can lay this down. You do not have to be there anymore if you don't want to. And I was like, okay. And so on March 18th, 2021, I wrote a quick uh, blog post. I wrote a quick uh, script for a podcast, put up a quick podcast episode did a quick exit post. And I was just like, I'm done. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was the end of it until, so during that year, then I wrote another book because now I'm off social media. <laughs> I can write books now because I have time. <laughs> and, and so I'm on the, I'm on a podcast book tour the next year. And when you're on people's podcasts, it's customary, as you know, cause you have guests all the time mm -hmm. at the end where people ask you, um, you know, okay, so where can people find you? Mm -hmm. And that's usually when I would say some version of, well, I'm no longer on social media, but I have my podcast and my website and blah, blah, blah. And people would say, wait, what, what do you mean? You're not on social media. What does that even mean? <laughs> what does it look like, like? Is it possible? I didn't know you could do that. <laughs> that's exactly. Yes. And you were one of the people who did uh, that. And you mm -hmm. were like, can we, can we set up another call? Because I would like to talk about this. Yeah. Actually, and I think what I said was, I'm excited. This is great. I love your answer. Because I've been wanting to be able to say that. Yes. <laughs> but looking for permission, like you said. Yeah, exactly. And so, so then I realized, oh, wow, this is a thing. I mean, that was like my first indication of maybe it's not just me because for the longest time, I just thought this is just me. Like I'm the one with the problem. Yeah. But then when I started talking to other people who were very much like me, I realized, wait, it's not just me. And so I thought, well, who else is feeling that way? Because, you know, I just wondered like who else at the very least wants permission to leave or at the very least maybe needs an example of a pathway out. So yeah. who else might need that? And so I decided to survey my audience. So I have, I, my ministry is to overwhelmed Christian moms. And I sent them a survey back in June. And I, I asked a bunch of questions about their relationship with social media. And 50% of the people that I surveyed agreed with the following statement. They said, I feel trapped by social media. I want to leave, but I can't. Mm. And I was like, whoa, half of the people that I serve feel trapped in social media. I had never even considered that. I just was throwing my story out there, but hadn't really asked them about theirs. And mm -hmm. so the first, for the first time I looked at it, not only for me, but for the moms that I serve. And, and so I spent this past summer just really doing a deep dive into what, what has social media done to us as a society? And what are our alternatives? Like, what can we do? Can, should we get off? Should we just readjust it? Should we, I mean, what, like, are there social media alternatives? Like, I, is it really as bad as it seems to be for me? And what I learned is that the gross feeling that I was feeling, it's not only very much warranted, but there are people out there who created the stuff who yeah. are now speaking out of against the very things that they have created. Mm -hmm. And that is how I ended up here now 
I am going around trying to share the, the, there's about 20 reasons why you should step back and make social media small in your life. But for the sake of time, because I know not everyone has a couple hours to interview me, (laughs) (laughs) but I usually do. (laughs) You do. You're the exception. Um, I am sharing, I'm trying to share with as many people who will listen five compelling reasons why you should at least consider taking a social media break. Nice. Nice. All right. I'm excited to hear these reasons. And when you said that the Lord, you felt the Lord say, you can lay this down like that immediately brought tears to my eyes because I think that is what so many of us feel, especially as content creators. Because mm-hmm. in, in, to me, the only reason I'm really on there is content creation. If it wasn't for the podcast, you know, and that kind of thing and yep. feeling like I had to do my due diligence to build the platform, yada, yada, <laughs> right. All the buzzwords, all your air quotes, yeah, all my are- air quotes, all my air quotes, all the buzzwords, they're all the yeah. trendy hashtag, whatever. Yeah. But for me, it feels like I'm carrying this heavy burden. Yeah. And while I don't struggle with the, um, issue of the what is it like comparison issue and some of the traps that people have who are solely on social media for the social aspect of it, more air quotes needed, (laughs) you know, all of that. There's a different feeling in all of that, but I assume across the board, it feels like a weight that we're carrying. It feels like this burden, this yucky thing. And to feel like you have permission to lay this down is such a beautiful thing. It's kind of sad that something like a computer screen and social media could make us have this much bondage. Yeah. That's just when we step back and we're like, Oh my gosh, what am I talking about right now? Yeah. This is a screen. This is a thing. This is, th- this is not life. This is not really that important, but somehow right. we have been convinced and programmed to see it as so vital. Right. And it's, it's gotten us addicted. It's gotten us ensnared and trapped and tangled up. So I love the thought of just laying it down. So let's, let's hear some of those five reasons. Cause okay. mm, Yeah. Let's hear it. Well, the first reason, and this one we've touched on a bit, but we're going to do a little bit of like a deeper investigation on it is using social media sucks your time. 81% of the moms I surveyed said that their biggest concern about their own social media use is the time suck. So the average person in the U S spends two hours a day on social media. And that was true for me. Um, but at most of the moms that I serve, they're already tapped out completely. Like they do not have two extra hours to spare. When I joined social media, I had an eight-year-old, a six-year-old and a one-year-old. I did not have hours a day to spend on social media where we're getting this time. I do not know. Um, it's not accidental though that you are getting sucked in and that you want to check, check it any chance you get and stay there. It's like designed that way to keep you distracted as long as possible. So one of the technologists who is now speaking out against his own technology, his name is Asa Raskin, and he invented the concept of infinite scroll. So there's all kinds of things that keep us there. You know, there's the little Mm -hmm. ellipsis when people are typing, there's the like button, there's the, you know, red indicator button that you have notification. Infinite scroll was something that it used to be you, when you got to the end of your feed, it was over. Like I can remember when I first joined Instagram, I would get to the end and it would say, that's all for today. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Okay. Infinite scroll is exactly what it implies. It allows you to literally scroll infinitely without ever reaching the end of your feed. And this is what he says. He says, infinite scroll makes you spend 50% more of your time on social media sites every day. 
As a direct result of this invention, the combined total of 200,000 more human lifetimes every day, every moment from birth to death is now spent scrolling through a screen. So mm -hmm. every single day, because of this invention, 200,000 lifetimes, like that much time Jeez. is spent behind a screen. Jeez. It's ridiculous. Wow. Psalm 90, 12. Like, why does this matter? Because this is what scripture says. Scripture says, teach us to number our days that we will gain a heart of wisdom. Mm. So as humans, we are bound by time. We, we can't go about our days squandering time as if it's an inexhaustible resource. It's not, it's not. Yeah. Yeah. When we spend time on social media, we're not spending it elsewhere. And I knew that I was spending a lot of time there, but I honestly, my biggest shocker was when I went back and calculated my lifetime yeah. of, you know, how much had I spent since I had joined. Mm -hmm. And when I saw that it was a year and three months, I was like, oh my gosh. It's amazing. Um, it's And it I had to, it, go ahead. Well, I was just saying, it makes me think of the often used terms. I don't know who started it, but you know, a yes to something is a no to something else. That's Always. Right. Oh, every time we turn on that social media, not that it's always the wrong thing, it's but every time that. we turn to it, we are turning away from something else, whether we like it or not. Yes. Because you cannot say yes to one thing and the other thing and be totally engaged at the same time. It's not possible. It's not possible. Yeah. That's exactly right. Mm -hmm. And I had to ask myself is, you know, at the time, especially like when I was making those decisions in 2019 and 2021, which were really pivotal decisions for me. You know, I have a daughter right now who's about to turn 16 mm -hmm. and she's my youngest. And, and I had to ask myself, is this how I want to spend her last years in my home? My mm -hmm. last years having children in my home. Do I want to squander this time? Which that's what it felt like to me Yeah, of squandering the time that the Lord had given me. And, and my last couple of years of having these kids in my house, I have a 21 year old son who will move out at any time because mm -hmm. he can, he has full-time job. He's ready to go. Mm -hmm. Do, is this how I want to spend my time? And for me, the answer was no. And when I, when I asked the moms that I surveyed, I thought, okay, if I were to offer you two extra hours a day, let's just assume that you're the average. And I offer you two extra hours a day. What would you do with that time? And 73% of the people said they would read more books. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's cool. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, 60% said they would exercise. Over half of them said that they would spend more time with loved ones, work on their hobbies, pray and read the Bible. 40% said they would cook healthier meals. Mm -hmm. um, most of the moms that I serve say they don't have time to cook because they're mm -hmm. already too overwhelmed. 40% mm -hmm. said they would slow down and get this. 40% said they would sleep. Yep. Those are my they people. would just, they would just <laughs> catch up on their sleep. Uh -huh. And so I thought, okay, I wonder how many of these people would spend it on social media, like 0%. That's how many 0% yeah. said that, oh, you know what? If you gave me two extra hours, I would go on Instagram, scroll more, <laughs> I would scroll more and post yeah. more. Yeah, I wouldn't. Mm -mm. So the first compelling reason is that you, you need a social media break because of the time that it is sucking out of your life. And yeah. while you can't ever get that time back, you can't, I can't get that year and three months back of my life either. My hope is that by creating some separation and making it maybe a little bit smaller in your life, that you can free up some time that you desperately need to invest in some meaningful life-giving and eternally relevant activities. Mm, that's good. That's so good. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. To not see it as, 
letting go of something, but see it as gaining something. Yeah. Framing it in that way. Don't think of it as something you have to stop. Think of it as something you get to do now. Right. Right. That's so good. Yes. That's a great way to look at it. Yes. Yes. All right. What's that second one? Number two, using social media makes you depressed, anxious, and lonely. (laughs) So, okay. I know I'm like laughing as I enter into this one because it's such a depressing thing, but this is something we need to, we need to understand the impact that it's having on us. So I have battled depression and anxiety most of my life. And back in 2008, when I joined social media, I was in literally in professional treatment. I was in therapy and I was on meds for major depressive disorder. I had just come through a major bout of depression, my worst one. And so when I started taking regular social media breaks, I immediately noticed the impact that it had on me. I noticed that, that when I was off, I felt better. And when I was on, I didn't. And back then in the early 2000s and the 2010s, like there were no studies that like the data was not conclusive. No one really knew. We were all lab rats. Our kids were lab rats. We just rolled it out. Like everyone just jumped on. But and and it sounded like it was a good thing because what isn't good about connecting with people? Like it sounded like fun. Everybody's I don't live with grandma. She wants to see pictures. Right. Exactly. (laughs) And that and at the beginning it was a lot of that. That's when we were having babies and we didn't live near family, you know. That's right. That's right. Well, now we do have studies and there's a lot of data that has been published in reputable journals and just a, a few of the highlights. This one appeared in the American Journal of Preventative Medicine in 2017. It says, the more time you spend connecting on these services, the more isolated you become. That's mm-hmm. the conclusion of that. Social story. media is making us antisocial. Yes. It's in making so us completely ways. isolated. In That's right. so many ways. Yeah. Yes. And then this one appeared in the American Journal of Epidemiology in February, 2017. And this one says, what we know at this point is that we have evidence that replacing your real world relationships with social media use is detrimental to your well-being. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and, and what we know for sure now is that our teenage girls and our young women are the most vulnerable to this. What you talked about at the beginning with the whole comparison thing, like that isn't even one of the reasons I get into, but that affects them so profoundly. And, you know, if you have daughters or you have young women that are following behind you, we should be very concerned about this. And so we all suspected it was true. I I mean, I knew, we knew it was true for us, but many of us assumed that something was wrong with us. Like, why can't we handle it? Like that, that's how I felt. Yeah. And like, why, why in the world would we feel gross after we just connected with a hundred people? Like, why Mm -hmm. does that feel gross? Mm -hmm. And again, the social media uh, technologists and the people behind those platforms they would have you to believe that it's you, but now we know that it's not you. It's them. It 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 is designed, and it it is designed in very specific ways, and it is producing very specific detrimental results in us. So, yeah. the second reason you need to take a social media break is that it adversely affects your mental health. And my hope is that by creating some distance, because research shows that even taking one week off social media improves your mental health that you will start to recognize the connection between your own depression and anxiety and and loneliness and your use of these platforms. And even more, I want women to feel empowered to take control of their mental health because the reality is you are not trapped there. God would never 
put something in your hands Mm -hmm. that causes this much harm to you. You are not trapped. You do have the ability to lay it down. Yeah. 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 He's not going to require that of you in order to meet the success that he has for your life. I don't think God's saying, you know, if you don't have a social media account, well, I'm not blessing your work because you're not doing, you you know what I mean? But, but But you know what? That's so funny because like to that, we wouldn't say that, but that's exactly how we approach it. Yes. Yes. Especially as Christian content creators. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Yes. Yes. But we would never, if someone were Mm -mm. to ask you that you would be like, no, "No, that's crazy. That's crazy. But when, as we approach it, we're like, but God's not going to bless this. If I don't do everything I should do. Exactly. Yeah. Everything I can. Yeah. Everything I can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We're going to keep rolling. The only thing that I thought of when you talked about that point is I know I've read so many statistics when you talk about the young girls that mm-hmm. the percentage of suicides yes. among young girls has increased over, I think it's over 300%. It's ridiculous. Since social media, like since like 28 or 2008, 2010. Yes. It's, it's correlated incredibly. Yes. And, and, and I have a lot of stats that I could share on that. Um, because yes, that is, that is, it, it actually coincides exactly with when social media and this kind of technology was introduced, like the, the correlation, the spike in, in, in the mental health, um, and, and this, and suicide in particular Yeah, in teen girls and young women. Yeah. It spiked at the exact same time. So yeah, it's, it's really, really concerning. Oh, absolutely. It's very concerning. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. What's number three. So the third one is using social media at best adversely affects your ability to focus. And it actually <laughs> changes the way your brain is wired. See, it's not just mom brain. It's, it's social nope. media. brain. <laughs> <laughs> Let's coin that term. Hold yes. on. No one's allowed to take it. Social it's called media social brain. media brain. Yes. So yes, we are. It is. And it is. And, and so it's actually, so there's like a two, there's two issues here at play with how social media affects your focus. Now I want to say in all fairness, social media is a small part of a big problem yeah. with regard to our focus. Okay. So there are a lot of things currently in just the way society is run right now that are, is adversely affecting Absolutely. our focus. Within, within the confines of this particular technology, the first problem has to do with how the notifications are constantly interrupting us. Okay. So, mm-hmm. you know, research shows, and that I, I just get a kick out of this is that every time you are interrupted with a notification, it takes you 23 minutes to get back to your previous state of focus. Crazy. It, it's, it's so funny to me because it makes me wonder, are we ever at a, in a previous state of focus. Yes. Because... We ever get there to begin with. Cause when do we have 23 minutes between notifications, right? That's unless... exactly right. Yeah. So, so unless that's... we turn them off, turn, you do have the power to turn off notifications. You have the power to turn off the <laughs> you notifications. Got the power. <laughs> <That's right. laughs> I hope you leave that in. Cause I, 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 we can do a duet before it's over. <laughs> we can make him a dance and everything. Oh my gosh. Dance right. moves. Absolutely. Lots of dabbing and flossing. In, in neon. Oh, I'm going 80s. Let's go 80s. Okay. That's even better. Oh my gosh. Okay. So that's one issue. And I won't go too deeply into that because I realize you don't have to get off social media in order to turn off notifications. Okay. Sure, so that's, sure. but that is something we need to be aware of. Yeah. What is the problem that is specific to social media is the incessant checking. 
So yes. 80, 81% of the moms that I surveyed confess that they check their social media whenever they have a few minutes of downtime. Okay. So that means that we're sitting in carpool. We're in the waiting room. You're waiting for the pasta to boil. You're on your break from work. You're brushing your teeth. You're eating a meal. You're calling into bed. You're checking it incessantly. Okay. And that's where that two hours comes. And that's why that two hours is so insidious because we're not just sitting down to a dedicated two hours a day, doing our work, logging off and get it. That isn't how social media is designed. Mm -hmm. That isn't how we're using it. So you might be part of the 19% that are using it differently, but most of us are not using it exactly. that way. Yeah. 20 years ago, when during those times, everything that I just named, we were usually giving our brains a rest. Mm -hmm. Well, it turns out now that there is um, enough evidence and data that scientists now realize that those little breaks that we give ourselves from all of like the incessant uh, infiltration of, of, news and media and advertising and information, just, you were just inundated with it. Those breaks are vital to help our brains process and convert it into our memories because we're never giving our brains a rest. We are now losing the inability to process the information that we are taking in. And it's actually rewiring how our brains function and, and shrinking our attention spans and shrinking our ability to focus in the first place. Yeah. It's frightening when you yeah. think about it. Yeah. So, so like the depression and anxiety aspect, we've been tricked into believing that that was us. Like we're the flawed ones. Why mm -hmm. can't we interact responsibly with social media and then go on with our lives with a clear mind? Yeah, don't even connect out, it to social media, right? right we're like, no. Oh, I'm, I'm getting old. Yep. <laughs> or it's yes. like when you're pregnant, it's pregnancy brain. When you're yep. not pregnant, then you realize, oh no, it's mom brain. And then you get older and you're like, oh, I'm just getting old. Like you, we yes. keep thinking we keep giving is it. wrong with us Yes. or, and it can sometimes be the food for sure. I do believe that it, I mean, I know you believe that too, sure. what we yep. put in our bodies, but we, I've been talking to my kids lately about brain breaks and not even, yes. they're not even on social media, but we have constant input these days, whether it's the TV, yep. whether it's podcasts, not that you need to stop listening to ours, but, <laughs> but you Never. know, we're, every time <laughs> there's something in our ears, in our head, that's coming in. And even if it's good stuff, how yep. many sermons can we listen to and actually glean from if we don't have brain breaks in between to process? It's so true. And I, I think you bring up a good point is that it's not necessarily bad stuff. It might be incessantly listening to sermons. Yeah. Yeah. I feel it's, myself that way with, with podcasts, like good things, but yes. Then I got anxious because if something was always in my mind and I never yes. had the time to process. Yes. And I couldn't yes. remember anything I was listening to. <laughs> yes. And, and it, it, it's true. I mean, it's true for you. It's true for everyone. Like this is the world we're living in now. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, the third reason is that it's changing your brain and it's making it really difficult for you to concentrate and focus. And so my hope is yeah. that by taking some time away, like, I really hope that women will take a full break away from it, yeah. um, at least for a period of time, because your brain so desperately needs time to process important information throughout the day. Mm -hmm. And you should not always feel like you are on information overload. Mm -mm. And a break will help you regain that focus that you have lost. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. There you go. All, right. All, All right. right. Yeah. Let's hit me with number four. All right. Number four. 
social media, this is a mouthful. Social media platforms are designed to addict you for the sole purpose of extracting data about you so that they can modify your behavior and make money. I know. And so, the first thing you're going to hear is, oh, you're such a conspiracy theorist, right? Yeah. <laughs> so no. tell me why you're not. I know yes. where you're coming from, but I can imagine people hearing that going, oh my like, gosh, what? she's crazy. They're sucking my brain waves out, you know? Right. But- or, or people will say, okay, but so what? Like I, you know, I, I have a, and I used to feel that way. Like, why? I don't care if people know what I buy. Yeah. Who cares? Like, okay. So one of the things that I hear a lot of people say, and I used to say this too, um, well, either who cares or, Mm -hmm. you know, actually social media is just a tool. It's neutral. You know, it can be used for good or bad. It's all how you use it. And I, again, I used to say the exact same thing. And for sure, like we just said, People are preaching sermons and posting mm-hmm. them on the internet. So mm-hmm. there's nothing wrong with that. Um, depending on their theology, but anyway. <laughs> depending on their theology, please be Jesus, very diligent. Please, please, Jesus. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway, right. that's right. So many people are using the platform for good. Like yeah. we can at least agree on that. Yeah. Um, but if there is one major 180 degree shift that I have made in my thinking from the spring when I started in like investigating all of this to now, this is where I did my, like most of the other things I kind of already knew, but this is one that I'm like, Oh, (laughs) it's not neutral. It's not neutral. So Tristan Harris, he is the, uh, engineer, the technologist who is featured in the documentary, the social dilemma. He, he says this, and there are many, many people I could quote. Um, but he says it most, most, succinctly. He says, there's always this narrative that technology is neutral and that it's up to us to choose how we use it. This is just not true. It is not neutral. Now he's the, one of the people who helped invent it. Okay. Mm -hmm. He said, they want you to use it in particular ways for long periods of time, because that is how they make their money. Mm -hmm. Sean Parker, who is the founding president of Facebook said in 2017, the thought process that went into building these applications, Facebook being the first of them was all about how do we consume as much of your time and conscious attention as possible. So now this was a major point in the documentary, The Social Dilemma, which I already mentioned. And so for the sake of time, I want to defer to The Social Dilemma. Um, I really want everyone to watch watch it. I had already made my decision to leave social media when the social dilemma came out. So I went back and watched it after. And I, they do a very good job of, um, of displaying what exactly is happening and why it's so insidious. Mm -hmm. It's, it's not the same as advertising. And they explain all of that, like how it's different because, you know, right now I'm trying to persuade the people who are listening to a certain line of thinking. There's nothing wrong with trying to persuade people. There's nothing wrong with trying to sell people things, but the way they do it, social media platforms is unique to any other business, any other sector of the free world, Mm -hmm. every other place it's illegal to do what they are doing. So there's nothing neutral. Like we have laws in place that actually protect everybody else from doing this to us. So that's why every time you walk into your doctor's office, you have to sign a HIPAA form 
because that HIPAA form says that you understand that your doctor can't share your private information with anyone without your written consent, not even your husband. Mm -hmm. Like I have to give them permission to share my medical results with my husband, whom I have been married to for 29 years. Mm -hmm. And yet social media platforms can gather as much data about me as they want. Currently, they are able to gather 52,000 pieces of data on every single person that uses social media. And the longer you're there, the more data that they can gather. And they can sell your data without restriction and put people in front of your eyeballs and try to keep you there as long as possible to keep putting people in front of your eyeballs. And that's why they're billionaires. Mm -hmm. So are people doing good on social media? Absolutely. Like we just said, is it, it, but is social media a neutral tool? Absolutely not. And why do I care about this? Because Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. And I know this may sound a little over the top, but hey, I invented the internet so I can say (laughs) over the top things. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It gets funnier the longer, the more I say it, the funnier it gets. I know people are listening going, oh my gosh, she's so corny. Yes, I am. (laughs) But I I I have learned the new word is cringy. Cringy. Have, you heard, have you heard that? I have. Yeah. I actually I, say cringy sometimes. Okay. Yeah. So I'm still trying to figure it out, but I learned that because I was yeah. told by my daughter that I was cringy. Oh, and then this is why we get along. <laughs> it was so well. because of my dancing and everything oh, or, for sure. I, I, or my jokes that are not, you know, so apparently I'm cringy. 100%. And while I understand it one day I walked in her room and she had a friend over and I was doing my little dance. Cause for some reason, that's what I do. And they thought it was cute when they were six. And now that they're, you know, 13, they don't think it's cute anymore. And they both mm-hmm. gave me this look. I said, am I being cringy? <laughs> cringy? <laughs> so embarrassed. That's like that, like using the word and then not pronouncing it. Right. Oh, you just like cringy, committed. Right? That's like the ultimate sin. You just... Oh, it was the worst. She was like, Oh my gosh. So yeah. I just proved yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm so sorry. I had to okay. get that bad joke in there too. I'm ready. All right. You said your bad okay. joke. You're saying over the top things. I'm saying over the top things. Okay. So when we take in unfiltered information for hours a day, okay, this is information that is determined not by God, not by anyone who cares about our souls or our well being. This is information that's determined by advertisers who paid to get in front of us. Mm-hmm. This is information that is determined by an algorithm that was designed by someone who is just trying to make money from us. Mm -hmm. None of those things are in our best interests. We are leaving our hearts unguarded. And since everything that we do flows from our hearts, it's a really big deal. This is why it matters. And so my hope is that by taking a break from social media, or making it very small in your life that you will take back control over what you expose your heart to because everything we do flows from it. Like it is, it has a direct result in how we live our lives. People aren't thinking it's, it's changing them, but it's changing them. Yeah. So it's a big deal. There are translations of that scripture. I know it says out of it flows the wellspring of life. Yes. You know, guard your heart for out of it flows the wellspring of life. And it's so true. And I always think of the pearls before swine thing, you know, what Christ talked about, not casting your pearls before swine. Mm -hmm. We take ourselves, our lives, our work, our art, our, or whatever it is and put it out there for just anybody Mm -hmm. to comment and Hmm. dislike or 
whatever. We are literally mm-hmm. taking our pearls, taking our worth, our value, throwing it out there and kind of asking the world at large who, like you said, doesn't have our best interest. And we're like, am I okay? Right. That's for affirmation. We're, we're trying to get validation and affirmation. And yeah. And worth. And it's, that's not, that's not okay because right. we are literally putting it before some people who just really make sport out of, right. <laughs> you know, out of the stepping trolls, on yeah, that for and sure. Yeah. That's yeah. You're You're so right. We're opening our hearts and our lives yeah. to so much that input that doesn't need to be coming in, letting people well, speak I, into our lives that have no business speaking into our lives. Yes. I remember when I left, <clears throat> when I took the break, actually, that that spanned over that I knew it was going to span over. Well, I think that's why I waited to get back on was because the 2020 elections were coming on in November. That mm-hmm. was one of the main reasons I didn't come back on <laughs> like, in September. Never mind. Never mind. Right. <laughs> and I remember saying to my husband, because he was like, oh, wow, you're going to stay off like through the elections. And I said, I don't want anyone on social media to tell me how to think about this. Because mm. this is a really serious thing and mm. I need to prayerfully consider who I'm voting for. That's good. And I don't want to be influenced by, by social media feeds. Yeah. I like, and I just don't think people realize the connection between what they believe and they think that they, that they've come to that conclusion on their own. Yeah. And, and what what has been fed to them, just a steady diet. And, mm-hmm. you know, the, the social dilemma documentary really shows how, how your feed is curated toward yeah. you. Cus- and yeah, creates, really customized. Yeah. Yes. It's super customized. And so it's not even like everyone's seeing the same thing. It's like, you are seeing a very specific thing based on your behavior, which is just narrowing your behavior all the more and reinforcing and creating what they now call the echo chamber. Yeah. And, you know, I, people like, I, I felt like I've got to get out of this. Like I cannot allow this to happen to my mind because scripture says that I am responsible to guard my heart. I have to be careful what I put before my eyes. I have to be careful what I hear. I have to be careful what I allow to become part of me as a Christian. I just think our responsibility is higher than that. You know, this, it's not okay to just sit and mindlessly allow things to just come into our hearts and our minds, because like you said, it, our hearts are the wellspring of life. Yeah. What's in our hearts is what we, what we do it. I mean, Jesus said, you will be able to, you'll know a tree by the fruit out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Mm-hmm. So like what, what you show, what is on the inside will show in your behavior in your life. And so you've got to be so careful what you put on the inside. And mm-hmm. this is this is a huge thing. I think breaking away from it or making it as small as possible is how we take back control over our hearts. Yeah. 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 Mm, that's so good. So good. Okay. Are you ready for the last one? Oh yeah. Bring it on. All right. This is it. Number five, you have an opportunity and a responsibility to model for your kids what a full and free life looks like outside of social media. Mm. So my kids, they were born between the years of 1997 and 2006. Those are the years my kids were born. And this, my kids' births fall squarely in the middle of what is now known as iGen. That is a term that describes the kids who have never known a life without the technology that we now have. So they've never known a life without computers, without cell phones, without social media 
all of those types of things. Well, Mm -hmm. I remember that. Like, Mm -hmm. I remember what it was like to drive away from my house without a phone. Yes. And come back and listen to the messages on the answering machine. I remember it's like to be stranded on the side of the road without a phone. That's when I finally got one. (laughs) There you go. But but it wasn't even an option when we were first driving. There was No. no such thing. Yeah. Yeah. And my very first phone was like, mounted inside my car or the bag we had the bag oh I didn't have a bag that's cool no I skipped the bag era yeah no I went from car mount to like like what did they what did they call it little flip phones I had a flip phone there was one that was like before the flip phone but not the bag anyway so I remember all those days Zach Morris kind of that's right that's right we really dated her yes my friend had one of those I remember the first time she pulled it out and it looked like a big giant shoe and I was like holy cow what is she doing people are googling Zach Morris they're like who that's right the what you have to know yes no it's so great okay so so our kids my kids they have never known this world um but for me personally I this was one of the this was probably for me, the, the, the straw that broke the camel's back with me in social media, because when I, when I maintain social media accounts and I post content there and I like and share other people's content there, I am telling people, this is where you can find me. This is where I hang out. Mm-hmm. This is what, this is what I do. So if you're looking for Sandy Cooper, you can find me here. Yeah. I've got kids who struggle with depression and anxiety. And the last thing that my kids need is a mom who says, you can find me here. And I feel like I mentioned this before. One of the things that I'm called to do is to help frazzled moms find peace. The last thing a frazzled mom needs is to be lured onto a platform from my content and my presence sharing her content or liking her content or commenting on her content. And being lured onto a platform that's going to suck two hours out of her day and make her depressed and anxious and lose her ability to focus. Yeah. So back when we talked about how I felt irresponsible if I didn't interact on the platform before, mm-hmm. when I look at it in this light, yeah, it feels irresponsible for me to be interacting on the platform because I'm, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. This isn't where I should be leading the people. Yeah. So I decided that if I have the latitude at this point in my life to step back, but I don't, that I'm only going to be reinforcing a very broken system in which so many women and kids Mm -hmm. feel trapped and that I'm just perpetuating the problem if I stay there. Mm -hmm. And so when I was immersed in social media, I told you this, I was like Googling, trying to find the pathway out. And I kept searching for other women in my industry Mm. who were thriving in their business outside of social media, like just (laughs) show me the way, show me how to do it. And I'll do that. And I have realized that I think I'm supposed to be the person that's doing that. (laughs) So I I decide that, that, you know what, I'm going to be the person that breaks free. I'm going to be the person who carves the path. Yeah. I'll figure out how to thrive outside these platforms. Is it easy? No, but I'm going to figure it out and Mm -hmm. I'm going to help other people, including my own children, including the women behind me who follow me, including hopefully women in your audience. Mm -hmm. And I want them to be broken free from it too. So my hope is that by taking a social media break that you will learn what it feels like to live full and free and focused outside of these platforms. And that by doing that, you'll model it for your kids or the young women behind you. 
who have never known a life without the internet or smartphones or Instagram. And so that they will never have to carry this weight and they will never have to take a survey and answer, I feel trapped. I want to leave, but I can't. Mm. You know what that was before social media and before the world we live in today to hear someone say those words, I feel trapped. Mm. I want to leave, but I can't. Mm. We would have called that an abusive relationship. Right. 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 That's where we would have heard those words before. Yep. Would be someone in an abusive relationship. Yes. Or someone who was addicted to a substance. Yeah. 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 Who is abusing a substance. They're being either abused or they are abusing. Right. And the fact is I had to really reframe what abuse meant Mm -hmm. because we think of it on such a different, we think, okay, well, abuse is really serious and I'm not being beat black and blue within an inch of my life. Abuse is a misuse of something. Yeah. And while we're not saying social media is the devil, you know, we're not saying that it's never okay, that there's never a place for it. But when you feel trapped Trapped. and you cannot leave, then there is some type of abuse occurring. Something's wrong. Something is wrong. Yes. Something is wrong. And I want to, and I want to like leave this with a glimmer of hope. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's turn that around. Yeah. Well, and let me, seriously, because I don't, I believe that social media can change. And from what I've read from the people who are designing the things, it wouldn't take very much of a tweak for it to change. In fact, Tristan mm-hmm. Harris has, has said, and I don't have his exact quote, but it's something to the effect of, we could have this changed within a couple, within a couple hours. Wow. They could change the algorithm and the business plan immediately Mm-hmm. And it would change how social media, like they could remove all the addictive aspects of it. Mm-hmm. They could remove the whole business plan that, you know, creates the echo chamber and the, you know, all of that they sure. could create, they could remove all of it today. Mm. And we could truly connect there because the connection was put there. That's something that God put in us. God put mm-hmm. us that desire to connect with all of you, every single person that I've ever met, the reason I got so excited is because God made me that way. Like mm-hmm. he loves that, mm-hmm. but what they have done with it is not okay. So all of, all of the ill effects, the, the time suck, the, the focus problem, the, the depression, anxiety, the loneliness, the, the, the mind control, like all of that is a direct result of how it is, how, how it's created. It's not an inerrant problem with social media or technology. That's why I feel like I could still interact on use technology is because sure. the rest of it doesn't feel so insidious to me. Yeah. It's not, it doesn't have the same effect. You're I don't, I'm not addicted to not my weather app. Yeah. 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 Like I use my weather app. It's a really good tool. Yeah. And I use, I use Voxer because I talk to my best friend every day over Voxer. I'm not addicted to that. You know, I, we have, we have text groups, you know, group chats with my family because I, because since I got off social media and some of them are not on it either, like now I can share all of those things that I used to share over social media and even go deeper because, you know, we can, we can share prayer requests and really personal things and mm-hmm. all the pictures of my kids that they want to see and all the pictures of their kids that I want to see. Like we can still do all of that. Like technology is really cool. Like I'm so thankful we live in this era 
But if we want to create a change the way it is right now, you know, business follows money. Yes. And when you, when you remove your attention from there, or you Mm -hmm. deactivate your account, or you take an extended break, that equals dollars to them. Yeah. And that speaks to them. And so, you know, what would be really cool is if like a million people all deactivated on November 1st. <laughs> That's so funny. I was just thinking like, do you have like a million mom pledge or something? Let's I do was a just million. thinking that. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I didn't have a million in mind until right well, just the second. Now, it's just funny. I was thinking the exact same thing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. like lights out all together that they would take notice of that. If we all said, you know what, we're not going to, we're not going to let our girls on this anymore. We're not going to let our young men on this anymore. We're not going to engage on it in this way. We're going to find all other ways. We're going to find a path out. And if you can't change it, we're going to find other things that will, that will give us that connection that we are craving that God has given. And they're using it. They're manipulating that God given desire in us Mm -hmm. like that. I don't like that. That's so, So, but I'm hopeful. I think, and, and I feel like my small part just go in here and trying to get people to log off for a little while mm-hmm. that it is going to create a movement. Mm-hmm. And I think we are going to see it change. I like it. I like yeah. it. So what's your call to action other than just take a break. Do you have, I think I've heard you say yeah. that you have some organized structured, like times of people coming together to take a break all together. Yes. You have some other resources. Tell us a little bit about that. I do. I do. Okay. So beginning November 1st, yeah, I have a seven day challenge to take a complete break from social media. I'm calling it the, wait for it, make social media small (laughs) challenge. (laughs) Um, So I'm gonna lead everybody through a simple five-step preparation. So when, as soon as you sign up, you'll immediately get a five-step preparation, um, a framework that will just help you prepare for your break. Because I realize for most of us, we are very integrated there and we're like, hold on, how am I gonna know what's happening with my family? What about my kids, yeah. you know, soccer group? Like, wait, yeah. okay, so we're gonna walk through all of that. Talk them off the ledge. <laughs> yes, we're gonna, we're gonna take care of all of that so you know exactly what to do. And then beginning November 1st, you're gonna get a quick seven minute email every day with daily encouragement. I'm gonna share with you some additional facts about social media. I'm gonna give you a couple questions to consider and I'm gonna do it pretty a simple prayer over you. And then for those who want to continue, we're going to stay off through all of November and December. If you want to go on, you can sign up for an additional seven week challenge. And that one is going to be way more fun. We're going to talk all about mental health during that one. I'm going to give you all these really great natural ways to take care of yourself mentally and emotionally. We're going to be off during the holidays, which Mm -hmm. hello, what mom does not need to be off the computer in the holidays? Like Mm -hmm. we all need to be off during that time because we need, we don't have the time. We're all too busy. Yeah, and be and making I, memories instead of making posts, yes, right? Exactly. And so, yes. And, and you can find everything about those challenges um, at the scooponbalance.com slash make social media small. And I have to say, I had made this really cool. I didn't make it. This cool guy from, um, where is he from? Bangladesh. Oh, <laughs> exotic yes (laughs) my my friend from Bangladesh he's not my friend he's from Fiverr but he created friends on social we are now that's right (laughs) no but he created this calendar a calendar a calculator Uh where if you plug in the year that you join social media and your amount of time that you spend there per day so let's just say two hours a day beginning in year 2008, it will give you your lifetime amount of time that you've spent on social media without you having to do any math. 
Very cool. So yes, I encourage you at the very least to go over there and figure that out because it'll take you about two seconds and then everything that you need to know about the challenges will be on that page as well. Nice. I'm going to definitely, you send me all those links so we can get them all in the show notes and I will and get all that out to people in all the ways that we can. Is there a, do you have a graphic that people can use that is like taking the social media, small challenge, whatever, and they can just post that and jump off. Like, so they don't I mean, even have to craft a post. Do you know what yes, I mean? I actually have a better one, a better thing. I have a quiz for them that they can nice. share on social media. Cool. And the, the name of the quiz is, is it time for you to break up with social media? Take the quiz Ooh. and find out. So you can, you can take the quiz and it asks you all kinds of questions about like how it makes you feel mm-hmm. and how much time you're spending there and how you're feeling today. And mm-hmm. it takes all of that information and it will let you know whether or not, because some people, you know what, there is a percentage of people that have a very healthy relationship with yeah. social media. And yeah. if you don't want to take a break and you feel like it's all good and you're all good, you know what, go. Yeah. More power to you. <laughs> more power to you. But yeah. for about the 75% of us who think, you know what, or of the 50% of us for sure that feel trapped, you're going to find out in this quiz and you're going to be like, okay, I need to take a break. So, but that's an easy way because everyone loves a quiz. And so if people, people can share the quiz on social media and I'll have, I'll give you the link to that too. And they can share that. And then it'll lead them the people who need to, if they get the results that they, you know, should Mm -hmm. take a a break, then it'll lead them right to that. Make social media small challenge. Oh, that's so good. I love that. And I just can't help, but think, I mean, we just talked about the holidays and, you know, November, the end of November is when we start the season of Advent and yep. regardless of what religious association or whatever that you grew up with, because sure. even like, you know, I grew up in a church that didn't do like the liturgical stuff. So the word Advent didn't come up a lot in my Baptist church in the Bible belt, you know, it just sure. didn't. But the more I've studied and learned and listened to other people and gotten to know more people, that season of Advent, it is mm-hmm. literally just looking forward, you know, expecting with anticipation. Mm -hmm. And so as we enter Advent, preparing our hearts and our souls to really the anticipation and excitement for the savior, Mm -hmm. for the season, for what it actually means, what a beautiful way to prepare our hearts and our homes for the season by just stepping away from one of the most distracting things we have. And I think that that timing, obviously God knew all that. He's like, yeah, you're just figuring out my timing, but he had that all figured out. (laughs) Like when he put it on your heart to when he's bringing it to fruition to what that's, that's a God thing. It's not a circumstance or a happenstance, you know, coincidence. It is a God thing that it's lined up that way. And I think people who will take this challenge at this time Mm -hmm. in advance of the holidays will experience an even greater level of not only freedom, but fulfillment and joy. Hmm. that will take them even further down this journey. And I think that's so good. I'm nice. excited to, to be a yeah. part of this with you. I am thankful for you leading this charge. I'm excited Thank to you. see what this does in the hearts and lives of so many people. So I guess you have next steps then, right? You're telling people like, cause when we have this exodus or this mm-hmm. migration away mm-hmm. from social media, where do we go? And yeah, is it, that's what, is, that's what you're going to get in the, that's yeah. the whole challenge. So like Perfect. that, that's what you would be signing up for is Perfect. me taking you through and okay, let's the, the whole focus of the seven week challenge in particular is, is helping you rebuild your life. Yes. In with that void that social media has left. Yes. And help you so that you can 
you know, Phil, it's, it's almost like, and I like to use the diet analogies just because not because like diet, not like diet culture, but, sure. but healthy food and nutrition okay. is like when you're trying to change your health and you're trying to use nutrition to do that, if you just remove all the junk food, but don't replace it with healthy, you mm -hmm. know, nutri nutrient dense, delicious yeah. food, even if you replace it with nutrient dense food, but you hate the nutrient dense food, it's not going to stick. You're not yeah. going to, it's not lasting change. So, so what I, what I hope to do is, is just show women what freedom looks like on the other side of this. I mean, I've been essentially without social media since September 11th, 2019, mm -hmm. other than that four months when I came back mm -hmm. and, you know, full disclosure, I do, if you, if you were to look me up on social media, you would find two things you would find. Well, you would find an inactive Twitter account. Cause I just realized I never, I never closed that. I'm like, wait, <laughs> I think I have a Twitter account. <laughs> you, you would also find, um, a private Instagram account, um, that I, periodically deactivate, but every once in a while I'll get back on because sometimes the only way I can reach people is through uh, their DMs because sure. some people that's just the that's only way they're reached. Yep. And so that's I keep that, um, but I mostly have it deactivated and you would find a friendless Facebook account because I'm part of a couple groups that are really important to me. I'm part of a writing community that I pay for. I'm part of a cooking group that I am. I love to be a part of. I'm part of a podcasting women's group that is just starting a, a Facebook group. And so um, I don't engage there very often. And I, if you ask to be my friend, I won't. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. No yeah. offense. It's not yeah. you. It's me. Uh -huh. I know. <laughs> so, so full disclosure, that's what you'd find. But what I hope to, what I hope to show women is how to build their life outside of this so that you will not feel trapped and you won't feel, and the, all your next steps will come through yeah. these challenges. Yeah. So yes, absolutely. Yeah. That's what I hope to offer. That's beautiful. I mean, and how you can feel more fulfilled than ever before by having yeah. real relationships, you know, right. like, Hey, you can actually connect with real people with skin on that, right. that are actual friends and you can build real friendships and you can do things together, you know? Right. And it's, um, it's so much more fulfilling to have a handful of real friends yeah, than to have, you know, a cyber world full of quote, quote friends. Right. And the power that's in that connection, because as you said, that is how the creator designed us yeah. for that intimacy and for that connection. So I think you're right. The way that we were drawn towards social media was because of that innate mm -hmm. thing in us that craves connection, but the way the exploitation, exploitation of social media has occurred, it's really taken that and exploited it to a whole level that it's, it's not, it's not fulfilling us. It's, it's trapping us, you know? Yeah. So again, some people not a problem. You do your thing, but right. if it's making you sick and it's making you feel gross and it's making you feel wasted time, or your kids are like, you're always asking, you always say just a minute. Those are big clues. Yes. Clues. Yes. If or you, you, you always feel overwhelmed. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. You know, look down at your screen time function on your phone yeah. or, you know, download something like rescue time or, you know, one of those apps that will show you what, how much time you're spending. And I guarantee that you are spending time there that you, if you are always feeling overwhelmed, I guarantee you that there, that you can regain some of that time that way that there's so many reasons why yeah. you might want to take a break and just create some distance. Cause I just feel like you can't, okay. you can't rightfully assess it until you break away from it. And you're yeah. like, Oh, 
Okay. And I, and, and as much as I, I am all for a week off and I'm going to pour as much into you in that week as I possibly can, but I am really hoping that the women will be like, you know what? I'm in for the full two months. Let's do this because it's, I think they're really going to find value in, um, in just creating that distance and being like, Mm -hmm. okay, let's see what life is like without it at all. Yeah. Sounds good. It sounds so good. Oh, I'm excited for you. Thank you for sharing and keep us posted on everything. We'll connect everything in the show notes so that everyone can access all the great resources you're putting out there. And I will not be following you on social media, but I will not. I mean, you can try (laughs) and try. Good luck with that. (laughs) Going nowhere. (laughs) But what, what, what's your website? It's the scoop on balance.com. And my podcast is the balanced momcast. Perfect. And nothing more than this. I mean, that's like you said, this is going with your message wholeheartedly. So it's beautiful. And yeah, go to her website, sign up for a newsletter so that you can follow what's going on, see what's going on and actually connect on a little bit more personal level. So yes. And I respond to everything. So if you, if you email me or you leave a comment on a blog post or whatever, I respond to all of that. So yes, if you want to connect with me, I am not unconnectable. I am connectable. I'm accessible. And if you join the seven week challenge, I'm even going to have um, a Voxer group. And so we can actually talk. Um, so if you are interested in, like, I just don't want you to feel like disconnected, like she's lobbing off all of my entire community Mm -hmm. and not replacing it. Like, no, we're going to, we're going to replace it with some better connection that is going to be deeper, smaller, instead of broad and wide, Um, you know, shallow and wide, I should say it's going to be deeper and it's going to, yeah, I think, yeah. You more real, more real, more tangible. And you're filling that, that void with something that's so much better. So I love it. (laughs) I have one more hashtag for you. I'm ready. You started talking and I'm so corny. I'm so cringy. Me too. I started thinking of cringy. Them. You're cringy. I'm cringy. Gonna, I know. Yeah. That's our hashtag new word. cringy. Yes. Isn't that cringy. funny? She was like, oh my gosh, gosh mom. You it wrong. You know I mean? okay. And she's not even, she always tells me she's not embarrassed. She's embarrassed for me. Yeah, right. It's <laughs> like, not her. For you. That's right. But you were, we were talking about like making memories and all this stuff. And I just, was trying so hard not to laugh, but I was cracking up and you were selling something very touching. But I thought, you know how sometimes moms are like not, not making breakfast for their kids because they're over there online or whatever. And I was like, your new hashtag is make toast, not post. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Why didn't you chime in with that? You might have have to just like, it was not go in and like moment. I know. I know. I just have to go in too serious. Yeah. You know, maybe maybe you can add it in at the end. (laughs) It can be like, I almost said, or you can, you know, put it in your own newsletter, make toast, not post. post. That's awesome. So there we go. Okay. And then we have to include a recipe and then there's a whole thing. I can't do all that. Avocado toast for the win. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) All right. right, Have a great day. Thank you. Have a good one. All right. Bye. Bye. Hey, friend. If you enjoyed this episode and you got some good stuff out of it, there's a few options you have. One, you could click that little subscribe button because let's be honest, who's got time to remember to? 
check back and see if there's a new episode, right? So click that subscribe button. And then when a new episode comes up, it will just by the magic of the internet pop up in your Dropbox and it'll be right there for you whenever you're ready. And also, if you would review this podcast, oh my gosh, if you like what you heard, get on there, give it a five-star review. If you didn't like what you heard, just pretend it never happened, okay? <laughs> but if you would do um, a review for me, just take a couple seconds and do that. Not only would I be crazy excited, but also it would just be a great way for us to partner together for you to help this podcast be seen by more women out there. And you could be a part of helping more women discover these practical ways to apply God's word to just everyday stuff. So I would love it, love it, love it if you could help me out in one of those two ways. <laughs>